Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We are pressing on in Matthew 24, but we're going to jump over to Mark 13 today, which is the parallel passage to this. Remember the question that was asked by uh, the four disciples. When will these things occur and what will be the sign of your coming again and of the end of the age? So they asked Jesus this question. And in Mark chapter 13, verse five, he says this, see to it that no one misleads you. <laughs> okay. It's the same thing that uh, the same Matthew gave us. First thing that Jesus said is make sure, be certain that no one deceive you. Now, verse six, Jesus says this, Many will come in my name saying, I am he, and will mislead many. When you hear of wars and rumors of wars, do not be frightened. Those things must take place, but that is not yet the end. For nation will rise up against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be earthquakes in various places. There will also be famines. These things are merely the beginning of birth pangs. So we see that, okay, that's what Matthew said too, right? Now, verse 9, Mark says this, Be on your guard, for they will deliver you to the courts. Matthew said, then they will deliver you to tribulation. Mark's given us a little more detail about what kind of tribulation Jesus was speaking about. And he warns them, notice, to be on your guard, to be on your guard, look to yourself is what it means. Watch after yourself, for they're going to deliver you to the courts, and you will be flogged in the synagogues, and you will stand before governors and kings for my sake as a testimony to them. So we're getting a little more detail about some things here. Again, folks, that's the reason it's so important to read all that the Scripture has to say about a particular thing, right? He tells them to be on their guard. Why is that? Well, you're going to be delivered. Okay, You're going to be captured and you're going to be delivered. You're going to be delivered over to the courts. Well, what courts? He doesn't say, but then he does say. Courts, plural. There's more than one. There's different kinds of courts. The first one he mentions here, and you will be flogged in the synagogues. So we know that the religious rulers of the day had a court system in the same way that many, many religious rulers of our day do. And he says, you're going to be flogged in these synagogues and you will stand before governors and kings for my sake. And here you see that it's a political thing, that you'll be standing before governors and kings. These are not religious entities. These are political, sovereign, governmental entities that you will be standing before. Notice why you're going to be standing before them. For my sake. Well, what does that mean? Well, over in Luke, he says, for my name's sake. The idea, I think, is twofold here. That you're going to be hauled before these courts because you believe in my name, because you believe me, because you're testifying of me. In my name, you're doing this. But also, you're going to be taken before these courts for my name's sake. For my sake. Okay. It will be for the purposes that I have. And we think, well, I don't know if I like that too much. <laughs> well, it's real simple, folks. We must, in all things, have the mindset that whatever brings God the greatest glory is what we want to pursue. <laughs> so for his sake, you may be hauled and you may be standing before governors and kings as a testimony to them. Notice it's going to be a testimony to them. A testimony about what? 
the Most High God, the Lord Jesus Christ, for my sake, that we will be hauled before them in the name of the Lord, for the sake of the Lord and his name, to testify to them. And you say, well, that makes me sort of nervous. Don't be nervous. I'm going to show you why. Verse 10, the gospel must first be preached to all the nations. So you see that Mark makes that statement. Matthew makes that statement, but he makes it in a little more chronological type of situation. Mark just says it point blank. Hey, the gospel must first be preached to all the nations. Verse 11, when they arrest you and hand you over, do not worry beforehand about what you are to say, but say whatever is given you in that hour. For it is not you who speak, but it is the Holy Spirit. This is really significant, people. Really important. When you're arrested like this, and you can Im- imagine the, uh, the overwhelming flood of emotions that would come along in that type of situation. He says, do not worry. And do not worry about what you're going to say. Uh, I think Luke tells us later, don't worry about how you're going to defend yourself. Do not worry beforehand about what you're going to say, but say whatever is given. Well, given by who? Given by the Holy Spirit. Say what is given in that hour, for it is not you who speak, but it is the Holy Spirit. So I think you do prepare, but you don't prepare in the way that man would prepare. Man would prepare their argument, get their points together, get their outline together, get all ramped up to this kind of thing. He says, no, you don't do that. Don't worry about it. Don't fret over it. Don't be anxious. But speak what is given in that hour. Well, how are you going to know what what to speak in that hour that's given? How's it given? Well, it's given by the Holy Spirit. So really the preparation would be to make sure that you're abiding in the most high God in the power of the Spirit to where the Spirit can speak in and through you. Then Mark tells us how bad it's going to be. Brother will betray brother to death, and a father, his child, and children will rise up against parents and have them put to death. It's going to be so bad that children will rise up against their parents and have them put to death. And you say, well, when is this? Well, notice that Jesus is speaking in the time yet future. Okay? So it hadn't happened prior to the time when he's saying this. A lot of people will come along and say, well, this happened within a generation in 70 A.D. and all the stuff that happened with Rome and the destruction of the temple and everything. And the destruction of the temple fulfilled all this. Uh, No, it didn't fulfill all of this. I think it was a foreshadowing. I think it's a typological picture of what is yet to come, but it's not complete, total fulfillment of this. Have things like this already occurred? Oh, yeah, things like this have occurred. There's no doubt. But the ultimate fulfillment of this has yet to occur. Well, how do I know that? Well, let's read the next verse. Verse 13, you will be hated by all because of my name. But the one who endures to the end, he will be saved. So in the same way that Matthew uh, brings the end to the forefront right here in answering a question, we have the same thing in Mark. Remember in Matthew uh, verses 4 through 14 in Mark, what is it, 5 through 13 here, I think, uh, that this is a synopsis of the balance of history of what's going to happen. The next word in both these Gospels is this idea, therefore or but, when you see, therefore, when you see, and the thing that we're going to see in a couple of episodes, 
the thing that will be seen hasn't been seen yet. It hasn't been seen yet. And it's tied together because look what he says. Therefore, when you see this, but when you see this. So he ties it to what he's saying right here. So that's what gives me sort of a hint right here that the ultimate fulfillment of this has yet to come to fruition. <laughs> sort of exciting, isn't it? Uh, a lot of times people say, well, this is sort of frightening. to me, sort of scary. I understand, understand. But the Lord says, hey, don't be scared of these things. Don't be anxious over these things. Trust in him. He'll give you the deeds to do. He'll give you the word to say. He will actually tell you where to go, what to do, whether to turn to the right, whether to turn to the left. If you seek him and trust in him. Again, I'm Dale. Thank you so much for your time, and I'll see you in the next episode. Goodbye.